which I'm thinking that is so simple. And then I'm thinking I probably wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome back to that pretentious book club. Oh, hi. We were having a conversation and I was like, what if I just click record in the middle of, of this divergence that I began? We were talking about the A Little Bit Alexis reality show song in Schitt's Creek, um, which is artwork. If you have not listened to it with your ears, go do that. Go right do now. it. Bless yourself. Bless. Ble- truly do. Truly do. And it, it runs through my head all the time and it's really upsetting that it does because it's not good. But I think about it's it so a lot. Funny. That is my favorite type of woman. I'm just going to say it right there. Like, no, she's beautiful, <laughs> kind of ditzy, but, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. I love that kind of girl. She has so much confidence. <laughs> yes, very confident. That is everything yeah. to me. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Anyways, that over there is your host, Kendall Shaw, aka Dr. Spoons Palermo. Oh, hi. Uh, and over there is Ash O'Rourke, but you can call her Wheezy. It ain't easy to be wheezy. I actually was just thinking today, you know what? My asthma's not been so bad lately, knock on wood, and it's been delightful. That's great. Yeah, it's been good. Also, I can't remember if I said this, if I was recording in here last time or not, but I am recording in my bathroom. So I don't know if I said that last time, but if you guys are watching this on video, you're like, it's kind of echoey. It's because she's recording in her bathroom. Um, And the background is actually nicer than it is in my bedroom with just like the messy bed behind me. It actually looks like kind of like rustic in here. It it really doesn't look like a bathroom. Like I would no, never know. Yeah. Um, and I am sitting on my yoga chair ball, not the toilet, just in case anyone is like, she's seated in the bathroom. She better not be recording while sitting <laughs> on the toilet. I'm not. And the fact that any 1% of people would have that thought is like extremely distressing for me. <laughs> so I just needed to clarify that. Wait, you're sitting on one of those bouncy ball things? Yeah. Okay, how are you not bouncing the entire time? I literally wouldn't be able to stop. I had to train myself to stop because I started using it a lot, um, especially when I was recording with Carissa. And so, because uh, my other chair makes like all these popping sounds I have to edit out. And she was like, are you are you bouncing? And I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And I still do it when I get excited because it's so fun. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I also, like I just told uh, Spoons, I just came off like an hour and a half recording session with um, a pod that, uh, I think this is coming out in a few weeks, so um, I will wait to give you guys all the details on it. But I got to guest on another book pod, and it was super fun. But I basically, I recorded that for like an hour and a half here in my bathroom, ran out of the bathroom, grabbed a handful of French fries, shoved them in my mouth, and then ran back into the bathroom and closed the door, and now we're doing this. So if I'm a little off kilter, that's why. (laughs) And also because she fell off the bouncy ball, that's why. Also, yeah, that too. If you guys hear a crash, that is what that is. Um, And also, I was telling Spoon, See, I should have just like just started recording this from the second that I hopped on because I've been all over the place. But um, if I sound like I can't remember today's book very well, it is not because I didn't read it in great detail because I actually did and very much enjoyed it. But I just came off an hour and a half episode on a different book. And before that was writing my own book. And before that was watching Chit's Creek. So I have like a lot of storylines going on in my head right now. A lot now. of media. I feel like a crazy person. There's so the much brain. media everywhere. Um, but this week we're doing Midnight for Charlie Bone by Jenny uh, Nimo or Nemo. I don't know how you say it. And I just want to say the mystery is solved, you guys. If you were here last week, you know that we <laughs> could not yes. for the life of us recall how this book ended up on our readings. So I was like, did you add it? And she's like, no. She's like, did you add it? And I was like, absolutely not. I would remember that. Well, 
True to form, I didn't. True to form, I did add it and I did forget it. And partially because I forgot to add who gave us the recommendation. Catherine, listener Catherine, hello, my dear. Yay. She's our darling yeah. friend and she has sent us a bunch of really great book recs. And so true to form, she sent another really great book rec. And I guess because it was via email or something or because I was just like, I don't know, insane that day. I just didn't put her name next to it. So I was like, what is this? And she sent me an email and she was like, Charlie Bone was me, smiley face. And I was like, Thank you, Catherine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then I also saw the message on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, she's so wonderful. I'm so glad. So thank yeah. you. And I apologize. And to everybody, if you've been here for any amount of time, don't act like you're surprised. This is not a surprise that I completely blanked out on this. So that was fun. It ha- Listen, we get a lot of recommendations, you guys, because you're all so we good do. at recommending things. Stop being so good at things, guys. Ugh, Stop loving books so, so much. good at it. <laughs> They're like, we refuse. We refuse. Oh, if you guys don't want to listen to our nonsense and you just want to hear about the book, go use the skip code in the show notes. It's there every episode. Um, but I know that some of you guys aren't as cool as the rest of us who like all the nonsense. Just kidding. We don't judge. I judge a little bit, but I still love you, actually. Uh, can you Sometimes tell you just how... got to get down to business, you know? Depending yeah, on exactly. Mindset. See, it blows my mind. I have friends who, like, they'll listen to, for example, um, what's it called? Uh... And now I'm thinking only murders in the building because that's the show I've been watching. That's not correct. Um, I love that show. The one that everyone was into with Karen and Georgia. My, my favorite, favorite murder. murder. Oh, my God. It's been so long <laughs> since I listened to it. But I used to listen to it. And I would sometimes only listen to their nonsense at the beginning. <laughs> and then once one of my friends was like, yeah, sometimes I just skip to like the true crime part. And I'm like, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking, talking about? <laughs> Why would you do that? Because, like, yeah, the true crime see, part, like, the talking is what keeps me calm. <laughs> we get to, right. like, this sad stuff. Yeah, they just want to go to immediately to the pain is what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I think that might be masochistic. You should talk to someone about that. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Are you oh, okay? Oh, my God. I have started listening to this new podcast. Um, it's I've been, like, looking for a podcast that's about, like, con artists or like scams and stuff because that's my favorite kind of thing so it's like sort of true crime but not murder you know that's like I love that kind of thing I love that yeah and I haven't been able to find anything really like Mm -hmm. I just find random episodes in different podcasts about things like that because I love learning about that kind of stuff but I finally found one and it's called Scamfluencers, and it is so good. And it's like Ooh. these two gals who are friends, who are writers, and they host it together, and they just talk about like different scams. So like the first that is one, so interesting. The first like two episodes were about this like ballet like studio scam thing that happened, and then now I'm listening to one where it's about this like guy, like this Hollywood actor guy who ran like a Ponzi scheme. It's like so what? fun. Yeah, I there's love one this kind on, of thing. Um, there's one that makes me think of you. That's a lot of it's like a lot of the crimes just happen to be like con crimes, but there's some like murder and poisoning and stuff too. And it's all about like female criminals. <gasps> I think it's by Parcast. I think it's produced by Parcast. I could be wrong about that. Um, I'll try and find the name of it because I always, whenever I see it, I'm like, yeah, I feel like it's something she would enjoy. Uh, yeah, I totally yeah. would. I will. I need to find it. I'll find it and send it to you. Oh, can I do a little plug real quick? Um, yeah. Okay, you guys, you should go follow my dad on Instagram. He has an account that he just posts random facts on. And it's so good. Uh, I follow I think it. We might have plugged it before, but you should follow it again because lately his captions have been cracking me up, you guys. Uh-huh. So it's it's called the it's like at here's the UFD. 
it is the useless fact of the day. Uh-huh. So go listen or go follow him because he. It'll make you smile facts. once a day. Yeah. Yes. So go do it. My dad is cool, and also he was on he our is. of mice and men episode. So yeah, he is cool. What's our uh, UFD for today? Today's UFD was according to a 2018 study. Ethiopia has the largest population of donkeys in the world with 8,542,747. And then his caption was, you're either thinking, wow, that's a lot of donkeys or wow, there was a study. (laughs) (laughs) This is is the kind of priceless stuff you guys are in for. You guys should totally go follow him. I, because my memory is like a goldfish, I'll like see it on Facebook and go, oh, I like it. And then I'll like it. And then I'll see it on Instagram a day later. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And then like, (laughs) It's my first time. I'll go, this is vaguely familiar because I've already liked it on Facebook. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow, I think I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I actually really get to enjoy things twice, Olivia, in the way that I do. So I at love least. that for you. Me too. Um, but anyways, how's your week been? See, like literally today I was trying to tell my coworker what I did over the weekend and my brain was not allowing me to remember any events from Saturday. But actually yeah. I had a good Saturday. But that was a week ago. <laughs> so, anyway, so that was just to el- illustrate how well my goldfish brain is working lately. Um, oh, it's going well. I finished my top for my Elvis costume that I'm Hell doing yes. literally just for fun and for no reason. And so I put the whole thing on yesterday and I was like, oh my God, I was so proud of myself. But oh my God. I actually have to do the jacket too. It's not completely done. But I can't anyway. wait to see this whole thing put together. I'm so excited about it. I'm going to wear it to Elvis Day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. What do you mean, no? If you don't wear it to Elvis Day, I'm going to be I was so like, upset. I don't want to come on too strong here. <laughs> We're already doing Elvis Day. I will Elvis be so, day, so upset if you don't wear it to Elvis Day. When else are you going to wear it? That's I mean, you should true. wear it every day. But definitely to Elvis Day of any you're day. Right. You're right. I don't know what I'm thinking. What am I doing? I don't doing? know what you're thinking either. You know, just... It's sometimes I'm like, I'm coming on too strong. And then I'm like, Kendall, you're already coming on too strong anyway. Just go for it, you know? <laughs> just embrace it. That's good. And then we'll, ha- we'll have soda pop and it'll be a good time. Right, right. Soda pop. Um, yeah, it'll be adorable. What else? I did other things that weren't related to Elvis this week. Um, oh. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I believe you, honestly. <laughs> You've been like every- right now. <laughs> every text I've gotten from you in the last two weeks has been related to Elvis, except for the meme you sent me today. That's been the one exception. <laughs> Listen, I am so annoying as a person. That is like the number no, one thing anyone you, needs to know about me. <laughs> you, bring, you bring me so much joy. I learn so much about so many different things that you get really into, and I enjoy it the whole time. And I get to see how happy it makes you, which makes me happy also. It's just like the best thing. Well, thank you for being so supportive and kind. <laughs> thank you for bringing me along with all of your journeys. I appreciate it. <laughs> You liking a um, a walk in the clouds was like one of the best things that's ever happened. <laughs> that movie is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. So, <laughs> uh, gotta spread the gospel of Keanu whenever I can. You know? <gasps> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I guess I have nothing to report. Um, <laughs> now that I'm thinking, <laughs> you're like, oh, that actually maybe nothing. <laughs> you're like, actually, maybe there's nothing going on. <laughs> oh, oh I do have one thing. I'm coding because my class uh, that I'm taking right now, my summer class, 
makes me have to code. <laughs> so I'm doing minor coding and I'm not good at it and I don't understand it inherently. Yeah. So I have to look at examples for absolutely everything. Yes. It's one of those where I That's like awful. can make myself figure it out, but it takes forever. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how some people just like understand things. <laughs> I don't either. I had a friend in college who was really good at it. And then he got like a really high paying job right when he graduated. And a mm-hmm. lot of our friends were like, oh my God, that's so unfair. And I was like, do you know what he can do? <laughs> Have you seen I don't want to do it. Yeah. Have you seen this man code? Have you? It's, it's like magic. It's like sorcery. So like pay pay the man whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. I just don't get it. So kudos to all of you can are good at that kind of thing. I am struggling yeah. through it. But yeah. uh I am doing better than I expected, so that's making me happy. That's impressive. Um, anyway, yeah, I guess that's it. Cool. How was your week? I like I said, I was doing a lot of prep for the pod that I guessed it on. So that's done now, which I've been like both excited about and like dreading. Just because I like you, the first time that you like do like an episode with somebody new, you're always like, "Are we gonna vibe? Are they gonna like my vibe? Or am I even remotely prepared?" But if they ask me questions, and I'm just gonna sound like a dummy because I didn't do like as much prep work as they expected me to, mm-hmm. and so there's just like a lot of like when you haven't recorded with someone before, you're like, "How's this gonna go? How scary?" Um, but it was actually wonderful it was so fun um but i am so i'm glad that i did it and i'm glad that it's done for now Mm -hmm. um also because i've just been like crazy booked with stuff because i had to do like extra reading and prep work on top of reading for this week so that's been a lot of this week uh we finally started organizing our garage so that's nice um i can't remember if i said last time but we moved the baby guineas into the brooder with the chickens so they're they're being roomies Yeah, they're being roomies. The first day they were like not happy, but now they're roomies and they all have so much more room. So (laughs) that's good. And now we have our garage kind of back, which is quite refreshing. And uh, in the most important news of the week, it's going to be like a high of like 96 pretty much all week, which is amazing. It's so nice and cool. Like we just sat outside on the patio and it was like 85 degrees last night and we were like, how nice and chilly. (laughs) It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, am I right? Yeah, exactly. No, so I've been like obsessively like pinning fall things and I'm like, I'm going to make this pumpkin bread. I'm going to wear this turtleneck. And I'm like, it is August. <laughs> it's it going to be hot until the end degrees. of October. <laughs> it's fully 96. But that's how hot our July was. The oh weather God. we got in July is usually the weather we get in August. And so now it's like messed up my seasonal clock because I'm like, mm-hmm. we had the hottest days, which means the 96 degree weather should continue to get cooler and cooler and cooler as we go into fall. Knowing Texas, that's not going to happen. Next week is probably going to be another 105 degree week. Oh, like probably, that's yeah. probably what's going to happen. But my brain, because we already got it, is expecting fall to arrive. So I'm just going to pretend, I'm just going to live in a delusion. I feel like there's, who's going to, who can stop me? God, I absolutely love being delusional. It's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. Like mine too. God, being delusional is everything. Yeah. Sometimes people think that I'm like doing it on accident. And I'm like, no, this is a choice. This is <laughs> kind of like a <laughs> I um on on the Scripturian Society, our sister podcast with Carissa, the last episode that uh we did was about uh we do different like writing topics, like uh just like it's just it's a writer's group podcast. And so we were talking about how to approach sex scenes in books. Um, and so, I mean, honestly, no surprise here. I'm, I'm considered a prude. Chris is considered a super prude. 
But the whole point is like, that doesn't really have anything to do, like your personal, like what you identify as on that spectrum of prude to slut does not actually <laughs> impact how you write a sex scene. The rules are the same. And when you should, we're both fans of the tasteful cutaway. And if you guys want- I was all about to say, our, I know you love a good tasteful cutaway. I love a good tasteful cutaway. And there's actually a lot of very practical craft reasons why. And then also a lot of like, your audience know your audience reasons why and actually no moral reasons why or why not to because i don't believe in censorship so my opinion is pretty much of all straight from a practical perspective um and so anyways if you want to check that out but basically we got to this point where we were saying you know it's like it's funny because i feel like people who know us are just gonna think that we're coming at this from like a prudish angle but it's not true we're just being very like objective from like a craft perspective um and i said the other thing is people who tend to think that i'm a prude i think that they think i'm a prude because i'm afraid of like the things that are you know not prudish like the slutty things listen i'm not afraid i'm a prude on purpose i by choice choose to be a prude if i don't know what a card in cards against humanity means i don't want to find out if i don't know what a new like 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 gross word i hear means and i'm like i know that's got something to do with like a penis i don't want to know i'm not gonna ask don't tell me i'm a prude on purpose this is not fear this is by choice and so we've started the hashtag hashtag prudes on purpose which i think is excellent I love God. Y'all are so funny. I know because I was like, I do not care if you're quote unquote a slut or quote unquote a prude. But let's stop assuming that like either someone is slutty because they're a bad person or someone's a prude because they're a coward because those things are not true at all. So anyways, no. hashtag on purpose. I have a t-shirt. Yes. I think whatever you feel go for it that's what i yeah. think <laughs> and stop judging everyone how about yeah, that stop being a judger guys yeah you know what? So anyways i'm a big yeah. fan of my new hashtag <laughs> i love it i love this for you yeah <laughs> i mean really i'm funny. honestly i don't think i'm really a prude I you're think not I'm i was very middle say, ground. But I was like, it seems like she's found her identity right now so <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to tell her she's wrong no that's the thing i'm very middle ground on that whole subject so i don't know why i've been called a prude i've typically been called a prude by people who are very far on the other end of the spectrum so i'm like maybe compared to you i'm a prude but i think objectively i'm somewhere in the middle but i still enjoy the fact that i can say hashtag prudes on purpose it's fun to, you know, have a hashtag. <laughs> I also feel like it's going to start a lot of conflict. You know, people are going to be like, it's the, it's better to be a prude. Or, no, it's better to embrace sexuality. And I'm going to be like, I started this chaos. And I That's don't what even you're care. Doing. You're just stirring the pot. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> With I, alliteration. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got to have it. Yeah. Any good hashtag should have some alliteration. I agree. Wait, you made me, <laughs> my brain literally went, <laughs> you're talking about sex scenes in books. And I love how we're talking about this on our middle grade. <laughs> this is a middle grade episode. <laughs> this is a middle grade book we're reading. There are no sex scenes in Midnight for Charlie Bow. <laughs> we want to be very Everyone clear about knows. that. <laughs> but think about suggesting this book to your niece or nephew or child. Don't worry, you're safe. Uh, maybe just don't have them listen to our episode about yeah, it. Don't or use the skip notes. Ever, but... Use the skip notes. Oh yeah, use the skip notes. <laughs> I was just thinking about, um, like, the first sex scene I think I ever, like, read in a book and, like, clocked it as that, like, mm -hmm. a little late, was um, Graceling. Did you ever read Graceling? No. Bro, it is so good, and we should read it. I was just thinking yesterday that we should put it on our list, because, man, does it slap. It's so good. But anyway, there is, like, it's not, like, a 
overt really but there is some sexiness happening but mm-hmm. like i was like in seventh grade when i was reading it and oh barely gosh. understood the concept <laughs> yeah so i'm reading and i'm like oh great and then i keep reading and i'm like wait a minute and i had to go back like 15 <laughs> pages when i figured out what was going I know. on i think about yeah. that all the time I anyway. think about that too with my uh I think the first time I read one was I forget what the book was called it was like some Irish like folklore retelling mm-hmm. and I did not expect it and my mother recommended the book to me so she definitely didn't expect <laughs> it I was probably also in like seventh or eighth grade yeah and I was like what's going on and then I was like oh oh I'm so surprised. I did not expect- oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's what's happening. It's like when your parents are like, want to introduce you to a movie they watched in the 80s, and then it starts and they're like, oh, I don't remember that. And you're like, that is what it's like Ow. every single time. They're like, oh, they, I didn't remember they cussed so much or whatever. Yeah. It's so, oh, it kills me. It's so funny. Oh, it's but, hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, but to be very clear, there's no sex scenes in, in Midnight for Charlie <laughs> Bell. <laughs> God. Oh Lord, I'll help uh, us. Uh, anyway, anyway, should we get into? Should we, should we get it? into Midnight yeah. with Charlie Bone? Do you want to tell us anything about the author? Let me. Yeah, I'll tell you about the author. Oh God. Okay. I'm like, do I have to mark this episode as explicit? The one on our middle grade book, Midnight for Charlie Bone. Our first explicit episode. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry, Catherine. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, girl. Our, our author's name is Jenny Nimmo. I'm going to say Nimmo. Go for it. N-I-M-M-O. Um, <laughs> she, was born, she was born on January 15th, 1944. Ooh. Which makes her a... What you are. Right? Yeah. I'm a Capricorn. A Capricorn. Um. <laughs> So she's my... I'm, so I'm trying to cover as if I didn't forget, but I did forget. <laughs> it's for okay. A it's literally none, none of it matters at all. So we'll see now because I feel bad. I'm going to go do a bunch of research on Capricorn. So I'm going to know the <laughs> most about Capricorn. You're going to be like, oh, God, now I hate Kendall after you're real. <laughs> I can't judge. I'm an Aries and Moon and Scorpio. I literally am True. not allowed to judge. But I, it's funny because I feel them. like the things that people hate about our signs are like opposite but bad <laughs> really yeah that's why we're such a good duo yeah they're like aries are chaotic and like wild and you know whatever and their capricorns are boring as hell and they love rules i can <laughs> confirm for a fact that you are not boring as hell <laughs> well thanks. your elvis updates are spectacular there's nothing boring about them i'm so glad oh you know who else was a capricorn elvis Oh! Oh, well, there you go. There we go. Uh, Capricorn <laughs> King. Okay. Hell yeah. Oh, literally. Um, okay. Oh my god! That's so good. <laughs> the king of being a Capricorn. Jenny. Oh yeah, Jenny. <laughs> she was born. She was born on January 15th, blah blah blah. In Windsor, England. She, you know, is British. Uh, it, oh, this no book kidding. is extremely British too. Like it is it's so British. So she uh, mostly writes, you know, children's fantasy and adventure books. So she's from England, but she mostly is lived in Wales, actually. So oh, cool. Yeah, her two main series are the Children of the Red King, which is Charlie Bone, mm-hmm. and then also the Magician trilogy, Ooh. which were published in like the eighties. So she's actually like 78 years old, um, which we love for her. Oh, go girl. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll like this. This is from Wikipedia, you guys. This quote. <laughs> the Snow Spider, which is the first of the magician books, won the second annual Nestle Smarties Book Prize and the 1987 Tier Nanogue Award as the year's <gasps> best originally English language book with an authentic Welsh background. <gasps> I love that. Alley. That is uh-huh. so right at my alley. Tier Nanogue! Yeah! <laughs> I'm going to start... I'm going to blast the Celtic woman version. Hell of yes. I was singing it in the car and Hubby's like, what are you singing? And I was like, well, you see, it's about the land of eternally. And I was like, I'm going to go into the details. <laughs> you know your mythology there. I know my Celtic folklore very, oh, very totally. well. You need to help me out because I have some questions. Okay. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. <laughs> Forget the whole podcast. Yeah, we're doing this now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, as I said, she was born in Windsor, England. She's an only child. Her dad dies when she was pretty young. She's always been a reader. And she also worked for a while at a theater. Ooh. And she worked with the BBC um, adapting stories for tel- for TV. So that's pretty cool. I feel like a lot of writers, like when it's like their background, it's like something about theater or TV or something like a lot of that has happened a lot. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. Yeah. Her first book was called The Bronze Trumpeter and it was first a script for TV. So that's kind of interesting. In 1975, she married her husband, who was a Welsh artist, and then they have two daughters and a son. Her husband is also a writer, which is interesting. I don't know about marrying a writer. <laughs> Two writers. <laughs> I don't, think I I don't know about that. Another writer. <laughs> I don't think so because I would take it so personally. Like, I don't usually take it personally if someone has feedback. I'm like, yes, I love feedback because as a writer, it's actually really hard to get like honest feedback from people because people are trying to be too nice. But I still feel like if my husband gave me any kind of negative feedback, I'd be like, so you hate me. <laughs> okay. I see how it is. <laughs> So, so personal. You hate me and you want to get a divorce. I understand. That's what you're saying? Because that's You think I'm, I'm the worst writer you've ever seen. <laughs> gotcha. I'll just go throw myself in a ditch. I understand. Understood. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's our girl. She's won a lot of awards and she's written like so many books. <laughs> like it's nice. a go lot. Jenny. A lot of books. You go, Jenny. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention she, when she was a little kid, she lived on a poultry farm. Whoa! Wild. Her dad was a scientist. Just some fun facts for her. (sighs) What a very interesting upbringing. I enjoy that immensely. I just have to say, I don't know. Do you have like a hard copy of of this, or did you listen to like an audio book or read an ebook? I have a Nook version of it. A Nook version. Well, I have, I'm going to show you, and if you guys are on our Patreon, you guys can see our video episode. But the cover art is so. English middle grade book. It's so oh British God. middle grade. Like it it's really the same is. style as like the Harry Potter's original artwork. Like there is something about it where there's always like a spire in the background. It's always yeah. kind of night. There's also always a lamppost and there's always like a kid with a very angled face, like a very <laughs> sharply angled face. Yes. Okay, to be honest, this series, this book is giving Harry Potter a little bit. It is. And that's what Catherine said, too, I think. Um, I mean, I think don't. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, Catherine. I feel like we had a conversation about that where you said that it kind of had Harry Potter vibes. I think it does. It Um, absolutely does. It definitely feels like Harry Potter. It also happens at like a cool school. Right. Um, British child goes to a weird school. Goes to a weird school with weird powers. I would, if I read this when I was like middle grade, I would have been 
obsessed. I would have like talked about this book all the time because it's like kids with magical powers. It's in England. It's going to a cool school. It's also like a pretty fast read. And like, look at this. Look at the how the I'm going to show you how like the chapters start with the pages. This is every chapter has all this pretty stuff. around oh, it. I love that. And then every page. I love it, too. And every page has got like this pretty artwork along the top. Oh. Which just, like, makes the whole experience so fun. I love artwork in books, and I wish that hadn't stopped. Like, I don't have to have, like, portraits, but exactly. I want the immersive experience. So that was enjoyable. And it also, because it's middle grade, it read very, very quickly. And it's got chapter title names, which is the best. It is the best. We never stop know how to do that. They do. They do. Like, nothing else. Um, Okay, so I'm going to try and give you guys a summary. There's a chance it might be short, and this might be a short episode because I did just record a whole episode somewhere else. And also because it's a middle grade book. Um, So it's 300 pages. And I mean, I guess you could say a lot happens in it. Um, I feel like a lot happens, but it's hard to articulate everything that happens happens. and also in the right order. Yeah, (laughs) I'm memory. (laughs) Exactly. I'm a little concerned I'm going to not get the order right. But basically, we start out with a prologue that talks about um, this king who had, I think, 10 children. And the king was kind of like this powerful magician or whatever. And uh, but his kids, like five of them turned out to be evil and five of them turned out to be good. And the good ones ran away and the king was heartbroken. The king basically just disappeared into the woods forever. And so that's the prologue that we get. And I definitely completely forgot about that. So then when they mentioned the Red King later, I was like, I feel like I know something about this. So did I. I was like, how do I know this? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is familiar. That, that's, that's you reading the UFD twice in one day. <laughs> oh, literally. That's literally, oh, I think I know this. Um, anyways, that's good. Oh, also, my book I got off Thrift Books, and it's from the Okanagan Regional Library. So I just want to oh. thanks Okanagan Regional Library. I didn't check out the book, but it somehow Shout ended out. up at Thrift Books. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell you who checked it out last, because this was after, clearly, they had, like, the little notes mm-hmm. that go in it. So I can tell you that uh, in October 2005, it was stamped. Um, oh. So, yeah. Anyways. Um, so we start out with our main character. His name is Charlie Bone, and he's best friends with a kid named Benjamin and Benjamin's Ugh. dog, Runner Bean. Runner Bean. So cute. Runner Bean. Right off the bat, I want to say I love the names in this book. They're really good. I thought you would like them. They're very, yeah. very good names. So Charlie lives with his mom, his two grandmas, and his uncle Peyton. And his family is very weird. So his mom is very sweet. And his his maternal grandmother, so his mom's mom, uh, she goes by Maisie, and she's also great. And then his paternal grandmother, Grandma Bone, is an awful person. She's and the worst. Peyton, she's the worst. And Peyton is um, his uncle, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He's but like is he a great 20s. uncle or is he just uncle? See, I thought that he was a brother of the grandma, so then he would be a great uncle, but he's only like in his 40s. Yeah, maybe he's like the youngest. Yeah, I, I think know. he's the youngest. So I think that he's a brother. So I think he's a great uncle. I think he's the yeah. youngest of the bone children. So of the of the grandma bones generation. So Peyton's like 45. He's kind of a recluse. He's very, he, I think he's pretty cool, but he pretty much just stays in his room and he doesn't come out unless it's nighttime. And then <laughs> there are grandma bones um, and Peyton have three sisters whose names I will forget all of, but they all sound kind of similar. Yeah, they're um, like Lucretia, you. Stacia. 
something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, and something else. Yeah, it starts with a V, I think. Yeah, um, they're, like, all terrible also. <laughs> yeah, they're all terrible. They're awful. Like, they really were. This is the thing, too, about, like, they don't do middle grade like they used to. Like, they don't really, they didn't used to pull punches quite so much. They were, like, half the characters will be evil and hate children. <laughs> and hate children and be openly mean to them. And, like, you will be actually frightened for your life. Yeah. So. And, like, later in the book, Runner Bean gets viciously attacked and is dying. And I'm like, this is upsetting. My least favorite part. <laughs> spoiler it alert. Was, my least favorite part yeah. of the whole book. Very, very upsetting. So, anyways, uh, the Bone family, basically, is known for... Uh, they come from the U-Beam family, which is this, like, old, long bloodline known for having, like, ma- magical powers. And uh, Charlie's dad disappeared... No, sorry, did not disappear. He was killed, quote-unquote, in an accident in a like he drove his car into a quarry they say and so basically that left his mom and his maternal grandmother to rely on the bone family for like financial support and so basically the bone family slash ubm family gets to call all the shots and there's really not much that charlie's mom or Maisie can do to stand up to them because then they would be out on the streets so that's not ideal like this is a it's it's rough and there's definitely a lot of tension between the two halves of the family but um, basically, Charlie's been kind of looked down on by the bone side of the family because he doesn't have magical powers until one day he does present with some magical powers because he got a picture of Runner Bean um, and he was going to turn it into a birthday card for his friend Benjamin, which is, by the way, the sweetest thing in the world. Very cute. Um, I hope that kids still make birthday cards for each other. I don't know if that's true or not, but I hope so. Because <laughs> um, it was so sweet, but they mixed up the picture at the at the photo print place, and so he ended up with this picture of a like old dude holding a baby. But when he looks at the picture, he realizes he can hear voices in the picture, like he can hear the people speaking in the picture, and the guy in the picture is talking about giving away the baby. And so he's like, that's weird. And he tries to kind of hide that it happened. But then Grandma Bone is like, aha, he does have U-Beam blood in him. He will go to Bloor's Academy or whatever, which is <laughs> the name of this, like, like boarding school. Uh, yeah. it's, not even, it's not even far away. Like, it's nearby. And every kid there, like, it's, all, it's kind of, like, lauded as, like, an art school. Like, there's the, the drama kids, the art kids, no, the drama kids, the music kids, and the art kids. Maybe that is what it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and there's and they all have to wear different colored cloaks, like green, blue, or purple, depending on, you know, which one they're in. And so he has no musical ability whatsoever, but they stick him in music. And so he wears a blue cloak, I believe. Yes, I yes. think so. And he doesn't want to go, but he has to go. And so Benjamin at first is really sad because Benjamin's parents are, like, away working all the time. Like, Benjamin is, like... How old are they? Like 10 or 12 here? 10 I, or 11? I think he's like 11, yeah. Yeah, like they're Or maybe pretty Charlie's like 12 or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're yeah. little. Yeah, they're little. And Benjamin basically takes care of himself all the Benjamin time. Benjamin is so sad. He has like no friends besides Charlie. He only has his dog and his parents are never there. <laughs> and they're kids make fun there. of him. <laughs> it's so sad. It's very upsetting. And so Benjamin is pretty crushed when Charlie has to go to school. And Charlie's like... It's not, it, I don't want to go, but basically if I don't go, they're going to turn my mom out into the streets. So I have to go. And Benjamin's like, oh, okay, well, I understand. And so they yeah. still get to hang out and stuff, which is good, though. 
Um, so he goes to the school, but he's um, kind of thinking about the picture that he saw with the old guy and giving away the baby or whatever. And so he wants to track down the original owner of the picture. He finds it on the back of the print or something like that. And he goes to her house and he exchanges it for the picture of Runner Bean. And while he's there, she's like, oh, well, seeing as you're here, here, you can take this for your friend. And it's like a little mechanical dog that can like do like audio recordings and stuff because her dad was an inventor or something like that. Or, yeah. or no, her brother-in-law. Her brother-in-law was an inventor. Yeah. And her sister is dead. And uh, that, and then she gives him like some random case that she's like, I don't have any use for it. So here, you take it, random kid. And so he's like, okay. And he takes it and Benjamin helps him carry it back. And then they have Benjamin's very sad little birthday. Which, oh, God. Uh, it, there's like no sign that it's a birthday. And so... It's just so sad. And Charlie's like, there was like, I couldn't even tell it was his birthday. And even it's Charlie's so like, sad. this is uncomfortably sad. Um, and I want so much better for Benjamin. I hope that his life gets amazing. I mean, it got a little bit better at the end. I hope it gets amazing yeah. in the rest of the series because this is a series. Um, so they go back and basically can't get the box open. So they think that they need a key. So they go back to see um, to see the bookshop lady. She's at a bookshop, by the way. Her name is... Miss Inglewood, I think. Miss Inglewood, yeah. Yeah, Miss Inglewood. And so Miss Inglewood gives him a bunch of keys, but the keys don't open it. And also during this, like, period of the book is when this random guy, Mr. Onimus, shows up. And he's got (laughs) these three cats with him. And he's like, hey, I heard you need pest control. And Charlie's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, already coming in. So he goes in and his cats, like, kill, like, a bunch of mice from the basement. And then, um, I mean, nothing really (laughs) happens. He just leaves his card. And so it's weird. But there, there's a lot of allusions to, like, the cats being potentially, like, fire beans or something. Yes. Which is very cool. And they the can kind flames. of just, like... The flames. And they can kind of just, like, go wherever, whenever. And it's awesome. Um, and so basically it becomes clear pretty quickly that um, a lot of people, including Grandma Bone and her awful three sisters, are trying to get their hands on that case. Like, they're trying anything to get their hands on the case. Um, and then it becomes clear that the people at his new school, some of them are trying to get their hands on the on the case. Like there is a Dr. Bloor is like the headmaster guy and his son Manfred is a dick. The and worst sorry, guy ever. He's the worst guy ever. I know we're in a middle grade episode and I just called him a dick, but he well, is. Well, we've already. So. <laughs> we've already ruined it with talking about sex scenes in books. So we, are, we do not market ourselves as a child friendly podcast. It's not a kid's podcast. It's not. Um, but anyways, so they're all, and Manfred can hypnotize people. That's his power. And so which, he's dark. That and old scary. chestnut. That old chestnut. He can just hypnotize people. He also makes friends with uh, this guy named Fidelio. Is that his name? Fidelio. Fidelio's adorable. He's not endowed, which means gifted. They call them the endowed. Um, and so he's just a normal, like, musician, but he's a sweetheart and adorable, and he just, like, takes Charlie right under his wing. I love Fidelio. Fidelio's <laughs> a wonderful person. And then he also is friends with, uh, her name's Olivia, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Olivia. She's in, uh, she's in drama. She's also not endowed, but she's just such an amazing actress, they won't kick her out, even though she's always in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. I so and- enjoyed her vibe. Oh, she's so funny. I love Olivia. <laughs> she's good. And then there's, um, like, an eight-year-old kid, seven- or eight-year-old kid. He's very little. Uh, what is his name? Billy. Billy. He, sweet little boy. He's an orphan, so he stays full-time at the boarding school. And he's albino. He's albino, so he, like, it doesn't really, people don't really, like, 
people he's are kind weirded of, out by him. And people stuff. are weirded out by him. He's the odd one out, and he thinks I think that that's part of why he's not been adopted. Um, so that's sad. I'm trying to remember. Is he gifted? He can talk to animals. That's right. Yes, he is. He can talk to animals. And so, yeah, cause obviously, because that comes into the book later. But anyway, so the, all the kids are kind of working together to figure out how to open this case. And uh, also trying to keep the case away from all of the Bones family and all of the Bloor family. And Peyton ends up accompanying um, him to... Because Peyton, the uncle, is like a great person. His He's endowed and his power is like he magically shatters like light, basically. So he goes out <laughs> in the day, like explode light bulbs and stuff. It's like the um, worst endowment ever. Like, it really why would is. you it's want completely that? completely useless. And so he's not been very happy, but he does end up accompanying Charlie because he's kind of like on Charlie's side, unlike the rest of the family. So he goes with him to see Miss Inglewood and immediately Peyton falls for her. And it is so cute. So he mm-hmm. ends up going to like see Inglewood and they start dating and it's adorable Very and we love cute. it for them um and so I'm trying to think like what happens next like, there's, they, there's so much that happens really there's like, a lot of like tiny like kid adventures and they go exploring yeah and they ex- find a bunch of inventions that were stolen from um Dr. Tolly Tolly yeah I guess they you should mention like that they figure out who the baby is yes and it's a good this idea. girl named Amelia Moon. Amelia Moon is which the is a stolen great name. baby, which is great. And they yes. overhear Manfred, the guy, the kid who can hypnotize people, telling uh, his dad that he's that it's getting really hard to hypnotize, to keep hypnotizing Amelia Moon, like to keep her under. And so they're like, okay, so this has got to be the missing baby, and she's been hypnotized to not remember anything. And so anyway, so now they're like, well, we got to figure out how to help her. And then they figure out uh, that there's like they play back the the little like the little mechanical dog that can record things already had a recording on it. So they figure out how to play it. And it's Dr. Tolly, the inventor and the father of the baby, basically saying, I made a big mistake when I gave the baby away that her mom had died. I didn't think I could take care of her. I thought they could keep her for a little while and I could do my work and then I could get her back. But then they wouldn't give her back. And basically he had traded her for access to this like I forget like technology or something something to help with his inventions um and so he knows that she's hypnotized but he basically has figured out a way to like break the spell on her and um like help her remember who she is and it's the answer is in that case that they can't get open but then he says in the recording i believe that you can open it by pressing all the letters that are on the box like in sequence which i'm thinking that is so simple and then i'm thinking i probably wouldn't have done that (laughs) (laughs) it's so simple but of course it's not working for anyone so they do and it's this like like night right it's like a metal night thing yeah he's like a little yeah like a night <laughs> he's yeah. a night guy <laughs> he's a little night guy and he like chimes with these like sounds that sound like the same sounds that went off when she was originally hypnotized because we find out because he kind of gives this background like they were outside of it was a church i think right mm-hmm. or, yeah. or an abbey or something and there were like bells going off and basically what happened was um at the last second, Dr. Tolly had not wanted to give the baby away, but then Manfred hypnotized him to hand over the baby. And Charlie Bones' dad was there and he saw it all go down. And so he hip- so they hypnotized him. And we also find out from one of Charlie Bones' other like endowed classmates who can like sense memories based off like items. 
So mm-hmm. he like he holds one of Charlie Bones's dad's ties, and he's like, "Oh, he's not dead. He's just lost." And so this Woo-hoo! is mind blowing. But Charlie Bones's dad is alive somewhere. He was hypnotized, and the crash was faked by Grandma Bone. By the way, like for her own son, she did this because she's an awful, awful. She's person. the worst. She's really the worst. So um, the good news is they figured out how to open the case, the little chime, like the little night that makes the chimes, like uh, that'll break the spell or whatever. Um, They've got it all ready, but now they've got to sneak Amelia Moon away from her really awful family that the Bloors put her with. And they do, Olivia manages to like befriend her kind of and like sneak her out and over and they do the chimes thing from the box or whatever and she remembers who she is. And, oh, yeah, her big thing, the reason that Dr. Bloor was so desperate to get his hands on her and the U-beams were so desperate for her to be, like, hidden away is that she can fly. She can fly! She can fly, which I love. Because for up until now, like, most of the powers have been kind of, like, intellectual, like, telepathy, telekinesis Yeah, or, like, completely useless. (laughs) Or completely useless. But this girl can fly, which is very cool we love it and so she remembers who she is and then uh they take her to miss inglewood who's just always wanted to like find her niece so that's also why charlie bone started this was because he was just like i want to reunite her with her niece and so then she stays there and it's adorable and um the authorities try to make her go back to the family because they don't have her papers so then peyton charges into the school in broad daylight, breaks like every window, every light until Dr. Bloor is like, fine, fine, and throws all of her like papers out of him, like her birth certificate and stuff, so he can take it back to Miss Inglewood and they can prove that that's her relative who she actually belongs with. And so, hooray. It's yeah, exciting. They did, it. they did it. Is that, was that the whole book? There was that's kind of a, I mean, we skipped a couple of parts in the middle, but that's how it ends up. So. Yeah, that's how it ends up. There's also this whole, like, adventure through, like, a bunch of ruins, and the kids kind of have this, like, yeah. battle against each other with, like, the endowed kids who are brats end up fighting the endowed kids who are really cool, and, uh, and obviously the really cool ones win. But basically, they tried to uh, make Charlie Bone get lost forever in these ruins near the school, which they've apparently done before. And also, Runner Bean was attacked when people were trying to get to the box. And they tried to turn Billy against Charlie by saying he's going to get adopted. Yeah, and they had him, like, spy for them. And that's that's why Charlie Bone got lost in the ruins. But then they kind of figured out, like, that Billy was being manipulated. So I'm sure that'll be fine in the next book. So poor Billy, though. He's just an eight-year-old who wanted to be adopted. I feel so bad for Billy. He's sweet, though. Like, he he didn't mean it. I'm like, I just want to adopt Billy and Benjamin. They can just come live with me. God, me too. And I want Fidelio to come over and hang out. And Olivia. No, I agree. And Charlie. They can all come hang out. But I want Benjamin and Billy to just just come live with me, guys. I got you. (laughs) oh and then also at the end um he goes over to benjamin's house and benjamin's mom is there and basically peyton has had a talk with them and been like you have to stop leaving your child alone all the time and i guess they're both private detectives which was not what i was expecting (laughs) yeah it's pretty crazy whoa that's their job and so she basically says that she's going to be home a lot more and she's not going to work weekends and it's just so nice and so we're like hooray better things in the future for benjamin and I think that's pretty much it. There's other like misadventures and stuff because it's a middle grade, so it's a lot of like chapter by chapter events. Yeah, but that's pretty that's much the it. The overall plot, yeah. Yay, midnight for Charlie Bone. Woohoo! What was your favorite part of this book? I think I liked when Charlie was like first going to the school and like it was we're kind of get some world building stuff. 
and like yeah. he becomes friends with Fidelio and all that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and like we meet Olivia. I liked that. So I loved Olivia. I loved meeting Olivia. But I also loved Billy because he's such a sweetheart. God, favorite part is really hard. I like the cats. Every time the cats, the oh, cats also kind of show up. They're like little agents of chaos, but also like they end up kind of helping, but you're not sure if they're good or bad at first. So maybe the cats are my favorite part, which they're not like the main part at all. But No, they're not. Did I like miss it or what happened? Because somebody was talking about the Red King at one point. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. they said that he had like three leopards or something. <gasps> and I was like, you're is Mr. Right. Animus the Red King? Like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. That is some galaxy brain thinking spoons. <laughs> did that <laughs> but you're right. so that didn't get cleared up. That was just okay. No, that did not get cleared up, but you're correct. And I remember thinking, when are the leopards gonna come into play? Like why did we mention the leopards in the prologue if we're not gonna see any? I think and I was like, Mr. oh look, Animus some cats. has something going on, yeah. He definitely does. Mr. Animus was maybe he was my favorite part, just because he was so mysterious. But I also enjoyed that Peyton like came to embrace himself and he and Miss Inglewood are together. Yeah, that was And cute. Amelia is living with him. I liked I liked a lot of the happy endings, which is the best part of middle grade. Oh, yeah. So. Great happy stuff going on at the end there. Yeah. I would ask your least favorite part, but you said it was when Runner Beam was attacked. It's definitely when Runner Beam gets attacked. Yeah. By the way, I attacked so by one of the endowed kids who can turn into a werewolf, and he's also an asshole. So. Yeah. He, like, bit him open. Yeah. He was, like, dying. And so they called Mr. Onimus to come help. Thank or Benjamin. I know. So sad. Yeah. So my least favorite part. Mm, I don't like the first time Manfred bullies Charlie was pretty upsetting. It was pretty frightening. Oh, yeah. But you bullies. know, I think, yeah, bullies are the worst. But I think actually the least favorite part is, um, it's also my least favorite character, uh, is Grandma Bone. Because she started all of this and she's yeah, awful. I hate her. She's awful. And I kind I think of thought that, he would be cool because he's like the bone. I guy. know. No. Yes. No, it turns out all the magic side are like dicks. So that was different too. Yeah. Uh, the Ubeam family are not nice. And a lot of like these old, like old blood magic families are not nice. Like these guys are like kind of straight evil, which is also like also, a big theme because it's about like the Red King's kids kind of 50 50 on whether or not they were going to be good or evil. So yeah. That's yeah. also kind of giving Harry Potter, you know? It is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my least favorite actual part is the fact that uh, his mom and Charlie Bone's mom and other grandma are like basically stuck with the Bone family. Yeah. It was like they're so trapped. They couldn't even like she couldn't even make decisions for her own kid because they were totally like financially reliant. And that just really stressed me out. That um, is stressful. I don't. So like maybe that. that was my least favorite part and least favorite character is Grandma Bone. What about uh, your favorite and least favorite characters? Favorite character is Benjamin. Oh, he's my favorite character, too. I love him. He's yeah. so cute and sweet. He's amazing, um, and I love him. I just wanted to protect him. <laughs> I know. And uh, least favorite character, maybe also Grandma Bone. Like, Grandma Bone and the three, her three sisters, her three sisters. have the same, like, Energy. It's like that almost Raw Doll esque like evil yes. adult thing That's going on. That's what I kept thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That really is what it feels like. They're like they're not like ooh a spooky middle grade villain. They're like these are terrifying. They're like straight evil evil. 
Yeah, but I love that kids' books love to do that, where it'll be like, yeah. there's just some adults that are evil. That are straight <laughs> and, evil. And you this as a what child have to navigate this. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Middle grade, I mean, middle grade, there's still some good ones, but I think overall middle grade used to be like a little less afraid to like deal with like actual dark things. Um, and I still believe children should be protected to a degree for sure. But it, they just did such a good balance where it was totally like whimsical and lighthearted, but they definitely were like, but no, these people are straight evil and there's no redeeming qualities here. Yeah, I guess I, just, I haven't read enough current middle grade to know. Yeah, that's the um, thing. I, I kind of stopped reading middle grade, con- new middle grade consistently right around the time I stopped watching Disney Channel consistently. So all I know is around then I was starting to get kind of bored of middle grade because the stakes didn't feel very high. But I really can't speak to, like, what's currently coming out. So if you guys yeah. have insight, I would love to hear it. Um, no. So what else? Oh, you see her, Javi, just shout no, because he's gaming. And he probably just died. No. No. Oh, God, the drama. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, favorite quotes? Oh, okay, let me pull up mine. Um, oh, good, you Mine is one. kind of silly, uh, but it made me laugh, so I marked it. Um it's just uh, this one part. <laughs> I don't think this will even be funny when I reread it, but like, just trust me, it was funny when I read it. <laughs> um, but it's kind, it's like that part where um, Benjamin is like, his parents are gone, and one of Charlie's aunts is going to be like watching after him weirdly mm-hmm. as like the social worker lady or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Charlie goes over to Benjamin's house. And it says, Benjamin looked worried when he let Charlie in. I've had a letter from my parents, he said. I thought they lived here, said Charlie. So did I. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so funny to, like, get a letter. Like, you're like, are you not here or what? (laughs) That's so upsetting. Of course. Um, I'm trying to find my favorite quote. It was something to the effect of people can be, there's equal opportunity for people to be, like, good or bad, regardless of, like, if they came from, like, the evil, like, si- like the evil siblings, like, or children of the Red King right. or the good ones. I'm trying to find it. I'm having a hard time finding it, but you guys will know it if you read it. Um, I remember that conversation. Yeah, it's good. But there's basically a quote that just basically says that they're all intermixed and it was just also kind of like a very brief commentary of like, this is what humans are like too. Yeah. Uh, so I like that because it's easy to go, oh, well, the U-beams are probably descendants of like one of the really evil kids of the Red King. But actually it may not be. And also Peyton is one of them and he's great. Yeah, and, also, and Charlie. And Charlie Bone is. And also Charlie's dad. So it's you can't say that. And then also it turns out that Dr. Bloor might not even be evil. Even though his father is hella evil and his son Manfred is also a kind of evil, but a kid, so he might grow out of it. So yeah, I just like enjoyed that, on. which is more like my favorite concept than quote, because I couldn't find a specific quote, but it's in there somewhere, I promise. What did we learn? What did we learn? We learned uh, the thing I just said. Which, the thing, uh, exactly. I was the like, thing that's I just said. the profound that was kind thing of I was thinking of, actually. Yeah. We also learned, you know, not all magic powers are created equal. (laughs) I'm always thinking this. I'm like, what if I lived in a a universe where there could be magic powers? I know I would get some stupid one, you know? Yeah. So unfortunate. Sometimes no magic powers are better than a stupid or inconvenient magic power. (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather. Peyton's life has sucked and he's like 42. Oh, totally. I'd rather be Olivia than Peyton for sure. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um... 
high heels like stilettos are probably not good for like climbing secret staircases inside of like castles because that is what Olivia did and she did fall. Which oh, the yeah. whole time I was like, she's going to fall. And when we greet her the first time, she is falling over because she's wearing like stilettos. <laughs> she so, loves um, to do it. <laughs> she does. And I, part of me was like, I love that she's just going for this. But I'm also like, like you need a different pair of your shoes in your backpack, girl. Like yeah. you need to be adventure ready. Right. Wear the heels all you want. But like you need some alternative footwear here. Bring your adventure shoes with you. Yeah. Yes. For sure. That's what we learned was bring your adventure shoes with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's um, a good lesson, actually. Yeah. Uh, if you never, ever, ever see your friend's parents and they're young or just in general, maybe just ask some questions. Where are they? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Maybe get involved a little bit. Uh... Maybe get involved a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to say that about Billy and Benjamin, too, actually, on a serious note. You guys, if you suspect something weird might be going on in a friend's life or family's life or student's life, just freaking ask and get involved. Can we just, even if you're not a quote-unquote mandatory reporter, just ask questions. If you think someone's in trouble, ask. Worst case scenario, they know that you care enough about them to ask. So don't be like, what if I embarrass them? Trust me, it's worth it. And besides, if it's someone who gets so embarrassed that it like ruins your relationship and you were totally wrong, not worth having anyways. But uh, do ask, do look into things. There was also, I was like, I kept kind of wanting Charlie Bones' mom and Maisie to step in and be (laughs) like, Benjamin, you should stay over here. Benjamin, are you okay? And I was frustrated because none of the adults were checking in. And like poor Billy is just left in this boarding school as an eight-year-old. And he's being completely, I mean, I feel like completely neglected and completely manipulated. So yeah, I was get involved. Very upset. Yeah. So lesson learned from like an adult perspective, get the frick involved, guys. Yeah, true. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Um, Javi just goes, no, again, playing his game. No. Um, I don't know. What I else? learned that I would like to own some fire cats. I think oh, that sounds great. That is the number one lesson, I think. <laughs> Was fire cats. Fire cats. Hell uh, yeah. They're so cool. I have three cats in this house right now. Do you know what they do? Well, let me tell you something new that Flora's doing. You'll never expect it. She's dumping out her water bowl and then she's peeing in the water bowl. <gasps> yep. What? Twice. She's done it. No. Three times? Two or three times now she's done it. Flora, what? I'm like so mad because I'm, I'm also just so surprised. That's not convenient. She does not want to use the new fancy ass litter box. She refuses. I would take a fire cat any day. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. cats are also menaces. So, you know. They are all menaces. Well, how many pinkies up would you give this book? I think I enjoyed it. I it took me a while to get into it because I felt like the writing style was very halting or something. It was like mm-hmm. kind of weird to read at first or like very simplistic or I don't know. It's As, very simplistic. The more I got into it, the more I got used to it. But at first yeah. I was like, oh, whoa. But I mean, I'm also not 11 years old, so it's not yes. for me. Yeah. I think I would have liked it as a kid. I don't think I would have been completely obsessed, but I think I would have enjoyed it. And I probably would have read the second one. I'm going to give it 3.25 pinkies up. Solid. That makes sense. I was thinking from like a middle grade perspective, I would give it four stars. Like if I was a middle grader reading it, I think I'd give Mm -hmm. it four. Because I definitely didn't mind the simplistic then, nor now. Because for me, with simplistic, I tend to breeze through it really fast, which we all know I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would have definitely loved that. I would have eaten up this book in like an hour and a half as like a middle grader. So 
I give it the four. It was really good. Like, it's a book I would be like, this is a great book to, like, suggest to kids, to any kids. Because it's also because it's so simplistic, like, you know for a fact. Like, it's not a hard read. Some middle grade books can still kind of feel like a hard read. Uh, this one didn't, which was nice. Um, I'm just sad I didn't know that it existed when I was in middle school. I, like, definitely, I think, saw the book multiple times and just never read it. Like, I know I, the cover very well. I don't recall seeing it. And I was also obsessed with, like, British books about British children. And I <laughs> I don't know why. I was just like, I belong in Britain. <laughs> Which is not true. I'm going to drink tea every day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where the tea thing started. I don't know. Actually, I just used to realize, um, like somewhere in like high school, I suddenly realized I had been somehow picking up books only by British authors without knowing it. Like I wouldn't know until I'd like finished a series and then like was looking into the author. I'm like, oh my God, they were British too. So I just have an eye for the British authors somehow. <laughs> Your British sense. Was <laughs> like, my British sensibilities. So four pinkies up for me. What are we going to do next week? We're doing Anne of Green Gables by L.M. Montgomery. Uh -huh. Great. We're so doing I am tables. so excited. Ash, you're going to like it. You think so? I really do. I literally do. I don't know why we'll you see. think you won't. I don't because I didn't really like the movie. I was like, okay. And like, for the whole movie, I was like, none of this feels like high stakes to me. Wait, like the middle, like the miniseries or the TV show? I don't know. Okay. I don't know which one. I can vividly remember the scene. It's the one where in the new girl, it's the one they're watching when they're watching New Girl. They when it's New Girl and they're uh, yeah, the miniseries. Shut the miniseries. I did not have liked it. I it's not that I disliked it. I was just like, where are the stakes here? Oh my god, it's not. I'm an a action high person. Adventure. Yeah, see, I'm pretty much only here for the high stakes adventures. This, this book problem. made me feel better about my life. It made me appreciate the beauty of the world. <laughs> oh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll I like this. We'll see. You know, I, I hate appreciating beauty, so we'll uh, see. <laughs> gross. So we're doing Anne of Green Gables next week. Yay. And I'm trying to remember if I ordered that off thrift books. I thought I did, but now I can't recall seeing Anne of Green Gables on my bookshelf. So I'm gonna have to go look for it. But we're gonna do that next week and it'll be good. If you guys wanna keep up with us during the week, you can. Uh, you can follow us on social media. We are That Pretentious Book Club. We're on Instagram and TikTok. You can also email us if you wanna talk about any of the books that we've done or you wanna suggest some books for next season. You can email contact at storysirenstudio.com. It's also the website that you can go to if you want to check out some of our really cool merch we've got book merch we've got pod merch uh we've got story siren studio merch which is all very fun stuff um and if you guys just want to chat with us about books or anything else i love when you guys send me book memes it's delightful you can also do that on social media because we check our messages all the time i think that's everything i've got for you guys if you don't mind leaving a review of the pod that would be fantastic and if you guys want to see our video episodes and bonus episodes and other exclusive content you can get to that on patreon if you go to patreon you have to look for story siren studio because that is the production company and you also get some bonus content from our sister podcast the scriptorian society for writers so go check all that stuff out thank you guys for joining us as always and until next week keep your teacups full your pinkies high and your book club pretentious goodbye bye, bye.